Stepping into a new role. I've loved business since I've been a little boy. It's always been in my DNA. Undercover Boss. Welcome to the Conquer Life Podcast, hosted by the coolest dynamic duo husband and wife team since Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv, Corey and Topanga, and even George and Wheezy, bringing you life experience, knowledge, wisdom, and insight to help you in your own life journey. This is the Conquer Life Podcast with Trey and Autumn Hollis. Welcome to episode 32, Leadership Lessons from Undercover Boss. You know that TV show. Let's go. And here we go with episode 32. We're talking leadership. Leadership. I think we know about leadership, don't we? Well, considering we have master's degrees in leadership, we better. <laughs> Darn tootin'. Know a little bit something about leadership. <sighs> Honestly, I'm really extremely passionate about leadership. Um, I observe and study different leadership styles uh, in the media and politics and, you know, and TV shows. And, and as you heard, we're going to be talking about the undercover boss in this one. Um, leadership is, it's a tricky thing because as you and I were discussing, leadership has, it's almost been like a big buzzword for the past 10, maybe 12 years. Yes. Big buzzword in, in business, in the business acumen. And the thing is, is <clears throat> as we fully have explored leadership over the years, I mean, they have leadership consultants and leadership training and leadership degrees now. And, and as we explore leadership, what we find is there are many, many companies plagued with poor leadership. Poor management and managers are leaders. They're leaders in 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 a title, formal title, but they're also the informal leaders who really make the wheels turn of a business. Those are your frontline people, the ones who rally their fellow coworkers and hey, come on, let's let's band together, let's knock this out. Come on, we can do this. We can kill this project. We can. You know, we can we can meet our numbers. Those are also leaders. But I, I kind of want to focus on the big boy and big girl leaders, the CEOs in yeah, this one. They play a, a very important part of what's going on within an organization. And uh, a lot of times they're, they're not as uh, close to the front lines to uh, what's going on as they need to be. Or as they think they are. Yeah. You know, you often see that time, you know, many times when you're watching Undercover Boss, oh, I'm just going to go undercover and see what's going on. And it's just like, okay, what has brought you to this point? Yeah. 
to where now you feel like you, you, you need to go do a needs assessment. Yeah. Well, of course, they were approached by an undercover boss. We're like, hey, would you like to be on a show now? Um, I don't know how that works. But I do know that the, the episodes that we've seen, I mean, we, we've been watching some of them on Netflix, and we catch some of the reruns and stuff on, uh, on the station that they air on. I want to say it's CNBC. I may be incorrect. I think they're syndicated in a few different stations now. But, oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, you know what? People out there or companies out there having a CEO problem, you pay us two hundred grand a year. You're getting two CEOs. <laughs> Give us a year. <laughs> Give us one year to make, make some changes rather than paying somebody millions of dollars and they still screw up the company. You give us one year to see what we can do at two hundred grand. Well, I have to say this because this is always on my heart when I have to hear about leadership and just the concepts of management and and the lines for those who are not educated in those fields are often blurred. You know, people think that that they're one and the same and they're not. You know, when you're looking at management, it's it's managing a system. Managing the flow of work. Yes. Um, but leadership is leading your people. You know, it's, it's two separate entities. And, and you could be well in one looking at management, but not effective in the other. Mm -hmm. You could be a good manager who turns out great numbers and, and quarterly increases and everything. But the morale of your team could be crap. Or you have a high turnover where you're constantly having to retrain because you're not taking care of your people. Very true. You're not taking care of the people, and they come in, and yeah, you, you might be still getting your numbers from people who are too afraid to leave or they can't leave or something like that. But ultimately, you could, again, you could have great numbers, great productivity, but still, if your people, trust me, Productivity is not a direct uh, reflection of the morale of your people. It just isn't. Oh, well, if I'm getting great productivity, and even if I am hard on my staff, it doesn't matter because I'm getting great productivity. No, it does matter. Those are people. You don't want to make their lives a living hell. You want them to be happy to come to work. You want them to be happy to work for that organization. That's the that's one of the biggest things. I mean, you want your people to be valued. You want your people to be able to come to you and this is how you can tell if you're if, if you're a good and effective leader. Person that's under you will say, Hey, how can I help you? How can we get to the next level? Yeah. Because they trust you and they want to work with you rather than run from you. Yeah. Yeah. Re uh, relating to undercover boss. I mean, seems like every episode we've seen, there's always some sort of disconnect between, you know, you'll have that one or two manager, uh, or excuse me, those one or two managers who are straight maverick Rambos who are just doing their own thing and, you know, they think, oh, well, everything's going good. What's wrong with my, my management style? Oh. Why does it take someone having, you know, a CEO having to go undercover to find those things out? 
I mean, I, I get it. You know, people are people and humans are humans. And sometimes you promote the wrong people into positions to where they really, you know, that's really not the seat on the bus that they should have. I get it. I've been on, a, you know, a few buses that I shouldn't have been on. You know, and it, it was a mutually beneficial thing when we parted ways. But as, you know, as CEOs and whatnot, it shouldn't take you going in and, and playing 007 to see where the hiccups are in your organization. No. It really shouldn't. There, I mean, a lot of these things could be eliminated with direct hands-on leadership training or even just a presence. I know in one episode we saw, you know, this the CEO, and I'm not going to name names of the corporations, but this CEO goes to one of, the, you know, their plant where they manufacture their sauces and their foods and their goods. And the morale was very low because people hadn't ever seen this CEO in the plant for years. And all they could remember was the former CEO who was always there would come by and shake hands and, hey, how's your family doing? Oh, well, give your mom the best, you know, and, and, and bonuses and, and stuff like that. You know, all of that plays a part into people's uh, morale and how they view their work and, their, and how they're their, their, how they feel relevant to the organization. And I'll tell you this, if a person does not feel relevant or valued to their organization, you're going to have a mediocre employee who is just coming there to get a paycheck. They're spending eight hours during their shift until they can go home. And here's, here's the long-term look at it. You might not be able to see it, you know, in, in the short-term aspect of it, but long-term, it's going to eventually affect your numbers. It's going to affect your growth. Um, you're you're not going to be able to surpass there because that proper support is not there, elevating and pushing people to be the best that they can be and want to be there. Because when you're happy, oh, you'll 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 go far above and beyond, you know what what is required. Yep. If you're not, you pay me X amount of dollars. Uh, you might be lucky if you get that today, or you know what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you see the memes. It's Friday. <laughs> Yeah. Throw the papers up. Mm-hmm. F Don't this. Be all. F I'm this. Out. I'm out. Yeah. But you then know. the Thursday ones, F this. Oh, wait a minute. Today's <laughs> only Thursday. I need those. You know, but that, and that's sad. That's, yeah, it is that, sad. That's, especially if you have people that are under you and your organization that have such great skill sets that could be utilized so effectively if you took the time to find out what they're good at and where they should probably be placed and, and, and work with them. Mm-hmm. Aces in your places. Yeah, yeah. And the other part to, to this whole leadership thing is as organizations, stop, stop shortchanging your employees. If, if you aren't meeting industry standards on pay, I don't give a darn what region you're in. Oh, well, we live in a state where the pay is lower than other areas. So, if you truly can afford to pay people more than you should, because a lot of times that is how many people feel valued. You know, a good pat on the back doesn't pay the bills. Great job. Oh, here's a plaque. That doesn't pay the bills. 
They say 75% of Americans are living check to check and they don't have savings for six months if something goes wrong. You better start tapping into the motivation. Yeah, I get Daniel Pink's work. Like, oh, money is not always the greatest motivator. People want to be valued and, and, you know, have some input into the company and everything. Yeah, you know what? And I think that that's changing. I think that it's coupling with, I want to have some input and, and be a part of the growth of this organization and department, but I also want to be compensated, you know, accordingly. Yeah. Because you'll see it a lot of times to where HR departments will, oh, you do this, that, and the other, but we're only going to pay you this yeah. because this is what we feel you are worth. That's shenanigans. That's nonsense. Or they finagle and try to give you some janky uh, uh, title. You know, so when you go start doing salary surveys, well, people with this title, oh, I guess that's about right. But I actually do more of this other work over here, so I should really be making five to ten grand more. No, you know what used to used to get me hot is working at you know in my position at the restaurant for X amount of years at a franchise, and knowing that if I worked for corporate, I made double my salary. I would have made double my salary. The problem is there wasn't that many corporate stores in the area, so it, I couldn't make that transition. But that was extremely frustrating. Because as I was doing the same amount of work, but not being compensated properly um, to be able to feel that value. Now, did I get other rewards in other areas? Small ones here and there, it's pat in the back and um, insurance, or here's a phone, or, you know, we care about you. But the reality was, not if you struggle and check to check. Not if you're exactly. still not if you're still having to go, you know what? I don't know if I can pay my light bill this week, even though I am doing forty five, fifty hours exactly and, and, and busting my tail twenty four hours a day exactly. on call. You know, and, and, and you know what, hey, that can cross over into the whole minimum wage thing or whatever. You you were making above minimum wage, but still the quality of life there. Oh, well, you should work harder. Well, you know what we did? We got out of those types of jobs. Are we okay today? Yeah, we are. We are. We, 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 you know, like many families, we're still, you know, maybe a couple of checks to check, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to front there, but we are okay. You know, we can, we meet our bills. I had something the other night, uh, I'm coming back from the store, and there's a repo truck out in front of the, the, the house. Ain't mine. I'm looking. I'm like, and well, it was like in between our house and the next house, right? So I pull up. I pull in the driveway, and. Sorry. My foot. I'm sorry. And the guy in, in the repo dude backs up a little bit. I get out I get out of the truck, and I'm like, uh, nah, you got the wrong place, player. I pay my bills. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Um, we are the kind of people where we do realize how the system is and I'm going to play the rules or excuse me, I'm going to play the game by the rules that are set. So we're busting our ass to make our way. All right. So, so don't get it twisted. Um, however, back to this whole leadership thing though, um, it is, it is extremely important that organizations find out what is the great motivator for their people you know and in an undercover boss again i think that that's coming down to drastic measures like uh, i'm gonna go in deep undercover 
and I'm going to find out exactly why. And I'm going to see what it's like for our workers. And da -da -da -da. it's like, you know what? You don't need to go undercover. Well, I take that back. I guess some of them do need to go undercover because if they come in there, hey, I'm, the C I'm your CEO. Hey, what can you tell me about your position? Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah. everything is fine. You know, but then when you're just a regular person, it's like, this place sucks. They have me peeing in a can. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't expect you to say that. <laughs> well, I think the biggest biggest thing that I see with the um, undercover boss is how disconnected the CEOs are from day-to-day -day operations. You know, when you're looking at the hierarchical level of being at the top versus your frontline workers, they have yep. no clue, None. really, what is going on and how hard these people are working on a day-to-day -day <sighs> basis Yet, at the same token, um, they're the ones who are meeting your customers. They're the ones at the front lines. They're the ones who are making the sales and bringing in the money, but then you treat them like crap. It's like they have you elevated, so you need to take care of them, flip that triangle upside down. But see, a lot of times why they're treated, why they're treated like crap, meaning the people in the front lines, because the CEOs have lost all connection with their managerial makeup. They don't even know how these managers are managing. You got rogue managers. You got good managers. We had we we, we saw in one episode this woman uh, working at a restaurant establishment as a manager. Great manager. She took care of her staff. There was even one part where where this dude, um, the CEO, dropped something. It was like, oops, we got a spill, and da da da. And and the manager jumped in there. Hey, no problem. Sometimes we got to get in there and get dirty too. Yeah, that was leadership of going into the trenches <sighs> oh with her people. Oh my gosh, that that's the perfect essential example of leadership. Get down there in the trenches, get dirty with the troops. That's what leadership is about. It's not like, "Oh, you go over there. Do this." That's not that's being a boss. How many people do you know that hate their boss? I bet you they don't hate their good leader, though. No. And, and you know, anybody can actually do this exercise. Think about your past managers or leaders that, that, that have worked over you. Think of all the things that they have done that have ticked you off, attributes that, that have, have hurt you. Those are the things to be able to help you point out if you ever find yourself in, in a position of leadership. Don't repeat that. Yep. That's something that I, I did off the bat when, when I got into restaurant management, you know, at, at, at 18. I remember having one specific store manager, and there were things that sucked about her, but the assistant store manager at that time, she was awesome. So what did I do in finding my own style? I'm not going to do what the what the GM d does because I understand how that hurts. That was that level of em empathy. Um, but I'm going to mimic the things that do work that I like from the other person because I see how it makes me feel valued. Yep. And that process really helps, you know, get you along on being more effective, listening to your people, take time for them, you know, get get the process and and, and the things done. But make sure that you're spending the time to find out how they are and be that support system for them. Because when you do that, they'll bend over backwards for you. Mm -hmm. Always. And then who shines? The leader. Because you're effective. 
and the organization shines. I mean, and that and that's that's the key here. I mean, uh, it 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 really. How many sob stories have we seen from the undercover bosses? My gosh, I didn't know it was that bad. Oh, I mean, tears. Come on, man. If you've lost touch with your organization, that... Oh. You've been away too long. Sitting in the C-level exec offices, taking your vacations. Everything's cool. I got the big house and the Mercedes. I'm making money. Meanwhile, we got somebody who's a cashier who can't pay their bills. Great leadership. That's just phenomenal. That's, yeah, that's that's the way to do it. That was a bit of sarcasm for those who don't catch that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, leadership, leadership, leadership. Leadership is the backbone of companies. And I know also leadership is going to play into people's political ideologies, too. Or vice versa. Their political ideologies play into their leadership. Grab yourself up by your laces. If you don't like minimum wage, then you need to do something about it. Hmm. It's a fine line to, to walk. That's a, that's a gray area. You know, not everybody has the same talent or skill. And if we all did, then we would all be entrepreneurs and we would all be business owners and there would be no workers. See, people make this whole thing go round. And we have to start caring for one another. And see, and that's a part of Conquer Life too. And, and I think that we will have a book in the future where we, where we talk about that, like how to treat people and make the case as to why it's necessary because too many people in this society and many others, we really just don't give a damn about one another. We've been entrenched and brainwashed into this individualistic mindset to where it's all about self-preservation. It's, it's only about me, myself, and my family. And we don't care about the people next door. We run a business. Oh, we don't care. We're going to hire them, but they better get in here and do this job and I don't care what's going on in your life. Leave that at the door. No, life is life. You can't force someone to stop stressing about their problems at home when they come to their job. And maybe the problems that they're having at home are because of their job. Just maybe. So who does that reflect upon? I think another thing also to, that that plays a part to me was always the phrase shadow of a leader. Leaders in, in higher positions or even just even regular manager levels, they have to always remember that their people are always watching. They're always going to mimic what that leader does. So if you're not getting um, happy people and, and, and that group morale that you need, they're learning it from you. You need to take a step back and take a look at yourself and what you're doing because everything that's under you, you're responsible for. Or in the case of undercover bosses, they aren't learning it from you. Why? Because the CEO is nowhere to be seen. Oh, you give your yearly state of the company address or 
you know, or you do some little bonus raises and 2%, which we didn't even get this year. <clears throat> Whatever. That's okay. We create our own raises on the side. No problem. But that right there is when you're not there, the people notice as well. The people notice when you're there and they notice when you're not there. So you really need to be there and be right versus not even being there. That's even worse. Just, I mean, if you're not there, then, <laughs> which is the reason for undercover bosses, because they have no idea that it was this bad. Oh, wow, I really learned a lot today about how hard it is for our people. And, you know, I just never knew. And, and, and how could you not know? How could you not know your own organization? Thinking about Marcus Lemonis, to me personally, that's just as bad as not knowing your numbers. Yeah. You don't know the daily routine of the people in your organization. That is just as bad as not knowing your numbers. Huge problem. See, your people are your number one asset. Your people are the ones, again, who keep the wheels turning. Peter, people are your heart of your organization. Without the people, you can't sell the product. You can't have the process. You can't have numbers. Period. Without the people. Undercover bosses. Stop being undercover and have more of a, a face on the front lines. Letting people know that you truly appreciate them. Share some of those profits with your organization. Yeah, I know you have to please shareholders. But you know what? Once you stabilize your stock and also make your people happy. Hmm, that's a novel idea. That's great in theory. But it's all about the profit. Yeah, yeah. That's why there's shows like Undercover Boss because you're so wrapped up in the profit that you forget about your people. You forget about how important they truly are to your organization. And when you forget them... They forget you. Bingo. I think I've had my piece, Undercover Bosses. <laughs> I just, it's, it's sad to me that I can look around and see so, so much poor leadership and finding a, a good leader whether it's at a restaurant or on TV because, you know, of, of the show, or even just watching it across the board, you know, on, on any show. You can see leadership there. Um, so many times people are not paying attention. They're not paying attention to what they're doing. They're not paying attention to, uh, to, to how they're, they're being with people around them. And it's disheartening but when I find someone who's actually good I'm like they get it yeah they get it you know what they're awesome but I think there's a certain level of empathy there's a certain <coughs> level of experience of, of of being dogged to where they bring it to the table and flip it around mm -hmm. and so that's why I always encourage people think of the negative ones that have been above you don't be like that but you have to experience the bad ones to try to make yourself a good one but you got to work at it too and I think that the the undercover bosses and and all all other CEOs, see CEOs, I think, have this complex. You can't tell them anything. 
and I'm not saying all of you, there's a large number of you, uh, of you who are great CEOs and great leaders. I mean, Marcus Lemonis, look at him. He's a CEO, great leader. You know, he values the input of his people. He's doing a new show coming up, you know, coming soon, uh, uh, The Partner. You know, he, he values that input. He values the hard work. Look what he did with the girl with the uh, key lime. Yeah, I know. Company. I was just thinking about that. You know, that that was a great leadership move. Oh, and so you don't have to work two jobs because you do so much over here. I'm going to give you a nice raise to where you can only be committed to this one. And I want you to be a partner with me. We're going to give you some equity in the company. And we're going to make you basically the leader of this organization. You already lead it anyway. Let's go ahead and just give you that formal title. Oh. And pay to go along with it. Oh. Oh. And what did she do? She flourished even more. Yeah. She fought because, see, she has a sense of ownership now. You give someone a sense of ownership into that vision, into that corporation, <laughs> you make it theirs, <laughs> you're going to have the best people in that organization. And every now and then you might get a bad seed that kind of gets to trickle in there and they're just there to get whatever they can. Those are the ones you got to dismiss. But nonetheless, you're going to have a great, well-rounded staff of people who care and are committed to that organization. It's also creating that good organizational culture of pride and, and you know, love and willingness to have that teamwork. Exactly. You can't have teamwork without a leader. Of course. <laughs> I don't, wait, huh? <laughs> She's like, uh, no, uh, you can't have teamwork without a leader. Someone's got, got to direct it. Someone's got to bring the team together. Exactly. exactly. Every team has a coach. Every team does have a leader. Because you still, I mean, if the, if the teams didn't have a leader, then there would be no direction. Exactly. Uh, there's been reports about Zappos and, and Tony Sy's, uh experiment to where they basically killed management positions. And it was just based upon autonomous teamwork to where, yeah, you know, people would come together and still, you know, I guess have powwows about what they're doing. But some of the reports that I've read since then are saying that it's kind of not working. I hoped that it would. But again, it just depends on the nature of the organization and how much buy in you truly give people. Um, something tells me that, that if it hasn't really flourished, it's because the people just really didn't have a sense of direction or vision for the company or ownership or compensation. I could be wrong, but that's just my speculation. Pretty good with speculations, though. I, yeah, I, you were on point tonight. I, I call a few different things. But um, undercover bosses, get your act together. Damn, no, just kidding. Um, no, just, just be in tune with your people. Find out what makes people tick and, and be there to reward the ones who are really giving the effort and be there to motivate others to give the effort. Bring them in. Get their input. I love how, you know, on one episode we saw that, you know, the CEO took a couple of employees and put them in the PR department. How can we get our message out to the, to the uh, public better? 
you know, and, and that's input. You make people feel valuable to the organization. They are going to bust their ass for you. I love what I do. I've said it before. This is the longest job, excuse me, longest position. I'm not going to call it a job because you know what job means, just over broke. But this is the longest position I've ever held down in my life. Simply because I love what I do there. And in my department, we have a leader who is not a micromanager, who is not breathing down our necks every five minutes. It's like, you know what you're supposed to do. You know the vision of this department. Go for it. And they know you. And they, they know exactly. what your skill set is. So that's exactly. why you don't have to deal with a micromanager. Exactly. And that's extremely, it, it makes me feel like, cool cool. I can do what I need to do. And I put out darn good work. Got a compliment because I just did a, a video for for uh, one of the classes that that she's teaching. And she was like, you do this for all of the instructors? I'm like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I love it. That's a great, this is great. This is great. You know, I don't just, I, I, I put I put 100% in, and I don't like saying 120%. There's no such thing. You can do 100%. I put 100% into what I do. But you, you know? have a leader there that supports you mm-hmm. and makes you feel valued. Exactly. Exactly. Value your people. So, Undercover Bosses, uh, if you haven't seen the show, check it out. They have some episodes on Netflix. They always have them on, on you know certain stations. Again, you can probably uh, go to the website and they'll tell you exactly where... Uh, you can find them on the airwaves. Um, anything else? Pay attention. Pay, Pay attention, attention to what, what, what the leaders are doing and what they're not doing. See if you can pinpoint out what you don't like so you can make yourself more awesome. You find yourself in that position. That's Very it. good sage advice. Um, that's it for episode 32. And, uh, oh yeah, the website, oh crud, we're still working on it, we got some things to do, it's, it's kind of been difficult these last couple of weeks, just kind of balancing everything, but we're hanging in there, just like, see, we're, we're regular people, just like you all, you know, we have to deal with the trials and tribulations of uh, every everyday life, week in and week out. But, um, but yeah, just stay tuned. Check out the website for all the podcast episodes. You can also subscribe from there. Go to iTunes or Stitcher. The links are right there. Um, free resources page. Free resources page. We have some motivational videos there and some uh, free ebooks and things like that. Uh, some workbooks. Um, yeah, so join us at treyandautumn.com. And uh, just, just you know, if you have any questions or anything, feel free to hit us up on the contact page. Uh, leave us a rating and review in Apple iTunes or even on Stitcher. And uh, we appreciate you all for tuning in. Absolutely. We out. Conquer Life Podcast. Rain Autumn.